All right, let's talk about longevity for a second. Did you know that 75 to 100% of brain autopsies from Alzheimer's brain banks were found to have Lyme disease? Meaning 75 to 100% of people who died from Alzheimer's and neurodegenerative disease, when their brains were autopsied, they found the bacteria that is responsible for Lyme disease, known as Borrelia burgdorferi. And these findings are consistent across multiple brain banks and were even confirmed in a recent Harvard review. This makes a very strong case that Alzheimer's, dementia, perhaps to some degree Parkinson's, although there's a stronger pesticide connection there, and cognitive decline may be connected to the bacteria that causes Lyme disease and that bacteria more specifically getting into the brain. There's a lot of talk in the health and biohacking space about longevity. And so-and-so thinks they're going to live to 180, yet somehow looks old for their age. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just stating the obvious. And other people are suggesting molecules like NAD or NMN or practicing fasting to activate longevity pathways. There's even physicians that are talking about using drugs like rapamycin that are known to inhibit and suppress the immune system and how those are being used for longevity by dampening a growth pathway known as mTOR, which seems a little bit counterintuitive, how suppressing the immune system could actually make you live longer. I don't know. We'll see on that one. And this is great and all, but I think we need to kind of address the elephant in the room here. And that is that 80% of us, which means four out of every five people are going to die from just one of three things, cancer, heart disease, or neurodegenerative disease, like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia. That means if you don't know what actually causes cancer, heart disease, neurodegenerative disease, how to test for it because your doctor doesn't, and how to get rid of them and bring the body back into balance, then the odds are you're going to be in that 80% of people dying from one of those three things. And in that case, the only thing we're really biohacking with all these longevity supplements and practices, it's our imagination. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I'm just, I feel like we need to have this conversation and get it out in the open. So this is why I've created our Apex Longevity Code coaching program, where we test you for over 50 different types of cancer. We test you for Lyme disease, parasites, yeast and fungal infections that have been connected to Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, cognitive decline, even brain fog and chronic fatigue. And we utilize gold standard labs to assess your cardiovascular and cerebrovascular risk factors, all in one fell swoop, giving you the peace of mind that comes with knowing exactly what's going on in your body and that you are minimizing your risk of the things that kill 80% of people. Again, cancer, heart disease, and neurodegenerative disease. I'll then customize you a program to give you complete control of your longevity and empower you to stay healthy for life. But we don't stop there. But wait, there's more. We'll also measure your biological age. That's different from your chronological age. Your biological age is how old you are at the cellular level and your rate of aging. And then tailor your biohacked game plan so you not only look and feel younger, but you are actually younger biologically at the cellular level by using leading edge tools and practices personalized and customized for you. This is for men over 30 who have more money than time, who want to increase both their lifespan 
and their health span and take control of their body, mind, future, and health. It's especially powerful if you want more energy, a better body, a sharper mind, deeper, more restful sleep, heightened libido, to look years younger, and to feel like you're truly firing on all cylinders. I'm only offering this to a few men who see the value in getting this handled and are in a position to start right away. To be clear, I don't practice medicine. More specifically, I don't examine, diagnose, treat, offer to treat, cure, or attempt to cure any physical or mental disease or disorder. I don't recommend or prescribe any medications or pharmaceutical drugs or recommend any changes in dosages of legally prescribed medications or drugs. The Western medical system has that stuff covered, and it would be illegal for anyone to engage in those practices without a medical license. I use science-based labs to gather data and to quantify your health and risk of all-cause mortality, then provide you with a personalized game plan to live better, longer. All of this so that you're in a better position than the vast majority of people who statistics show will end up dying from either cancer, heart disease, or neurodegenerative disease. So if you're interested in seeing if you're a fit for the Longevity Code coaching program, text your full name and the reason you'd like to be a part of it to 847-989-3743. You can also go to biohackercoaching.com and book a time to talk with myself or someone from my team. That number again is 847-989-3743. And the website is biohackercoaching.com. Thanks for your time. Eric Rogers, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Thanks for having me, brother. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on. I'm excited to chat. And um, especially because you've been through some dark shit. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times as they as the cliche goes, the uh, strongest steel is forged in the hottest fires. 100%. Maybe you could give us a little bit of your backstory and, um, you know, your origin story, how you got here. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's been a hard road, but a blessed one. Um, you know, in the last four years, a lot, a lot has changed and it's because I put some action, you know, I, I put some action into my life and I made, I made things change. Um, four years ago, you know, just to start it off four years ago, I had a, a Glock 23 in my mouth sitting on my bed. Um, I had nobody, nobody to call, no support system. You know, everybody had walked out of my life and I was there hopeless. And I mean, I had not even left a left a note because I had no one to leave it for. I was, you know, I'd snot running down my face, bro. I, have, I was about a, a fifth deep in the whiskey sitting on my bed, you know, and just realized like maybe I could put a, an end to the pain that I've been bearing, you know, and that, that pain that I've been bearing started as a young kid. So, you know, take it back into the age of seven, you know, I was kind of dealt a unlucky hand at life and, you know, it's something that's definitely hard to talk about, but I do, I have started to talk about it this year. And the reason why I do is because I need to, I need to heal from it. You know, I need to let those demons into the light so that I, they don't control me anymore. And so at the age of seven, I was, I was sexually molested uh, by a Sunday school teacher. And it, you know, obviously you can, you can, <laughs> you can just imagine what that would do to a child. Right. So, you know, my first instinct was to tell, um, but I didn't tell 
Instead, I decided a week later, because I had to keep going to Sunday school every week, right? We, we went to church. Oh. Um, I decided to handle it myself. You didn't tell your parents? I didn't tell my parents. And here's the reason why. A week later, um, I decided to put bleach in her coffee at seven years old. Whoa. Yeah. So I poured a- Gangster. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> I always remembered my mom saying, and this is all stuff that is, it's laughable now, dude, on the other side of it. You know, when you get through mm. something, you're able to talk about it. You're obviously at a point of healing where it is something that, you know, it's formed you, it's shaped you, and it, it is the reason why you are who you are. So, you know, you can laugh at those things. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I always remember my mom saying, it just takes a cap full of bleach. And I know she was pertaining to laundry, but, but I kind of put it into place with the situation. You were seven? I was seven. I was seven years old. That's that that takes some big old balls at seven I had to be bro. like I'm ki I'm killing this bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. I was like, yeah. And it, it was it was a woman too, and so I I poured I poured a cap full of bleach. I had a cap full. I wrapped it with Saran wrap. I put it in my pocket. It didn't spill. It was it was sealed, and I I took it there. She always had her coffee, and when she wasn't looking, I just I dumped it in. And she got really fucking sick, bro. Like really sick. Really? And that's why I didn't tell. That's why I didn't tell anyone. Uh -huh. You know, I was yeah. afraid that I was going to get in trouble for, for what I did. Because I almost killed her, bro. She, she didn't die, but I almost fucking killed her. And so I held that secret up until this year, actually. The beginning of this year. Um, did you see actually, her drink it? What was, what was that? Were, were you there watching when she drank it? I was I was sitting there like like with the evil stare, bro. Like I was getting her. I swear she drank every fucking drop. <laughs> Dude, that's like a scene out of a movie. Yeah, I was like, wow. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, doing I, the Mr. Burns hands. Excellent. <laughs> oh, shit. And, you know, it's it's kind of distorted, the, the memories, because it was so, so long ago and I repressed it for so long. But I've done a lot yeah. of therapy this year that's kind of brought those memories back up. And, you know, that's the reason why I didn't say anything. But what happened was my behavior changed dramatically after that. And I grew up in a, in a household... And my, my father was a, a Folsom prison guard, right? Hmm. Tough motherfucker, Johnny, right? Johnny Cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. But the guy putting him in chains, right? So like, and, then, <laughs> and my mom was, she's a good woman, right? Normal family from the outside. If you ask my brother and sister, how was your childhood? They say it was fucking amazing. But my perspective, mm -hmm. worse, I, I, there's nothing worse than it. Like, I don't even like revisiting the house. I don't even like revisiting, I have a hard time being around my family. You know, was it because of that, the, the molestation? It was because, you know, it started there. It started there, but it was because mm -hmm. of the mistreatment of my emotions, my feelings and the support I, I didn't get throughout my childhood mm -hmm. because my behavior mm -hmm. changed. I became aggressive. I, I couldn't handle authority. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I, yeah, I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't trust. Right. So it, you got, you became like disillusioned to adults. Exactly. Anybody, and I was the yeah. youngest, so anybody uh, above my age, basically, it was like, fuck you. And so with yeah. that being said, I had, you know, grew up in a household where there was a lot of discipline and I was disciplined for my actions. Um, but mm -hmm. my dad was also an angry guy, man. I, I used to be fucking choked, drowned. Mm -hmm. beat, you know, my dad, you know, we're, we're good now, but because he's changed, and I believe in change because I've changed. But, you know, mm -hmm. I grew you know, it just created more and more trauma. And at the age of eight, dude, I, I got into my mom's pain painkillers. And that mm -hmm. was like a moment in my life I realized like this is what I wanted. I felt normal. I felt like I could smile. Mm. I felt like I can walk through my day without having pain, this this inner pain, this deep pain. And you know, that turned into 16 years of addiction. 
right? It started there. Mm. Then I just get my hands on whatever I could, fucking Robitussin, you know, uh, Benadryl, whatever I could get my hand hands on that would alter my state of reality so that I didn't have to, mm-hmm. I didn't have to feel or think, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, the behavioral issues with that, being an addict throughout my whole childhood, you know, getting into fucking fights, getting bad grades, you name it. I was this black sheep of the family and nobody mm-hmm. knew what really happened. They just thought, I was just a bad egg, right? And so there was a lot of like me not feeling accepted, loved, understood. You know, what does that do to a child? Fucks them up. So, you know, at the age of seven. Gives you a lot of compassion for kids that may be seen as problem children. Yeah, absolutely. Ask the question, why why is this kid being like this? There's always a reason. You know what I mean? There's always a reason. There may be like a root issue, but there's also the way that the kid's being, you know, if you got to see if anyone's understanding this kid, getting on his level and, and, and loving him, mm-hmm. accepting him, you know, most of the time behavioral problems comes from a parent that doesn't accept the child. Mm-hmm. You know, there could mm-hmm. be, there could be reasons like medically as well, but for the most part, you know, a, a child that is misbehaving, there is something deeper and it's important to look at it. Hopefully you have parents that give mm-hmm. a fuck. Right. I mean, that's it. Right. So mm-hmm. 17 years old, um, I started getting the cocaine and I, I got caught with the cocaine. My, my father was a cop. And so he, he basically, you know, he didn't ask me if I wanted help. He didn't, he just said, get the fuck out of my house. So the age of 17, I was homeless. And the first night that I was on the streets, bro, I found a, a couch to, to stay on. And I told this guy what happened. And I was like, I got to quit. I got to get my life together. And he pulls out a fucking bag of white powder. And he's like, you want a bump? And I'm like, yeah <laughs> fuck yeah you know what i mean like sure bro it was home you Good know timing it was methamphetamine <laughs> too and it wasn't cocaine you know oh fuck and then boom that started a whole nother chain reaction of fucking trauma because the next thing i know I heard dude, that is tough shit to get off yeah the next thing i know i'm smoking it you know and then i'm, I'm doing it every mm-hmm. fucking day the next thing i know i'm selling it i'm i'm distributing that shit for the aryan brotherhood you know what I mean? Like I wasn't in mm-hmm. them because you had to fucking kill to be in the Aryan Brotherhood, but I was selling for them. And mm-hmm. you know, next thing I knew, I was I was 18 years old. I was in I was in Sac County Jail, and you know, I looked at the CO. The CO was like, "What the fuck you doing here, bro?" I was 130 pounds, sucked up. I had I looked like a child, and he's like, "You got you got to get the fuck out of here, bro." And you know, I spent. I spent two weeks in that jail and it was actually like the first time I'd been sober for a long fucking time. And it taught me one thing that I could actually handle. It wasn't as bad as I thought. So how long were you sober? Two weeks? Yeah. Sober for two weeks, you know, and, and I picked up fitness in there. Like I started doing push-ups, I started doing pull-ups on the bunk, on the bunk. I started doing everything I could because I, you know, one thing I, I could tell you about an addict is that it's not the substance they're addicted to. They're addicted to running from their fucking pain. And so, mm. you know what I mean? Like if you're, it's mm-hmm. for me, to me, it's like, okay to drink alcohol, but if you're trying to run from something, then it's a fucking problem. You know, mm-hmm. like it's okay to, to enjoy your life and do fun things. But if it's, if you're using it to run from pain, that's where it gets fucking dangerous because that's where the addiction comes in and it gets harder mm-hmm. and harder to break. And so my neck, you know, I realized that, you know, fitness was something that would, you know, help me run from pain, but in a good way, you know, and there's- Or even run to pain, a different kind of pain. Yeah, it's like suffering intentionally 
right? Mm-hmm. So that you can even work through your the pain of your past or whatever. And so, you know, mm-hmm. my mind clicked there and, you know, I didn't last long sober, but I, I picked up a new tool, right? Which would, again, mm-hmm. it would serve me later in my life. You know, fast mm-hmm. forward, get out of jail. I decided to move out of that area. I, I threw my phone in the trash. I moved out to Tahoe, California, 10 miles down a that dirt road. That seems like it's necessary a lot mm-hmm. to like get, get away from drugs. You got to get away from all the people, all the places you could go to get them. Absolutely, bro. You know, it's changing your environment and adapting to that mm-hmm. one. And so I realized yeah. that, you know, I didn't have people to support me like, hey, let's take you to rehab. No, I didn't have that shit. I couldn't, I didn't have money to put myself in rehab. So I decided to take, you know, I had, I had a little bit of gas in my car. I had a box of uh, canned chili and I had like 40 bucks and I moved out there and I detoxed for four months living off the land, dude. I was killing fucking squirrels with my guitar strings. Like really straight up. Yeah. And it was like the best, best time of my life. It was the summertime. Yeah. It was nice. I'm in Tahoe, you know, I'm killing fucking squirrels with guitar strings but I'm sober. I'm reading. Where where were you leaving your car? Like, where were you parking it? I parked that shit in the woods and it was on empty, bro. Like, I put fucking really? branches over. It was down a forestry road. You know, I call it, <laughs> I call it Camp Rogers, bro. I still go back there sometimes. It's a good place, awesome. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, what, what happened is I got sober and then I met my wife. And... You know, I met my wife right at the end of that. And then, you know, we fell in love, got married, had a kid. My son's five now. But when he was full, when he was one year old, what happened is that I had switched from methamphetamine, cocaine, all these other drugs. And I started dabbling with alcohol. And that became my, mm-hmm. my new addiction. And I started kind of pulling mm-hmm. back into the pills, you know, Adderall scene, which is basically methamphetamine in a pill. And mm-hmm. there I was, kept running from my pain. I stopped working out. I stopped taking care of myself. And when my son was one, I woke up to my wife. You know, had she had her bags packed. She had my son in the car, and she said, "I'm leaving state. You're not. You're not allowed to be in our lives. You're too fucking toxic. You're not. You're not a good example for our son. I'm done." And mm-hmm. she left me. And another place. It was another place in my life where I f- felt uh, abandoned you know, mm-hmm. un- like not accepted, not understood all these things. But really I was, that was that mindset sec, that mindset perspective was really just my, my victimhood mindset. You know what Dude, I mean? I was just writing victim consciousness because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about that yeah. later. Keep yeah. Going. <laughs> right. So, so what happened is that, for, shit, that shit fucks you. It that does, victim bro. consciousness. And I see it a lot with drug addiction. It's like we get we got a dude that's that's near our property in North Carolina. I want you to keep going. You just reminded me, and he's he's addicted to meth, and always coming with this victim shit. Like he's like looking at situations, trying to make himself the victim. And I'm like, dude, that's not even that's not even true. You know what I mean? Like you're spinning this to make yourself the victim. Yeah, it's it's an act of making yourself feel better so that you don't have to stop being sick. You know what I mean? Mm. Because the, yeah. the, the, the sickness is the addiction. It, it's allowing you to run from pain. And if you get rid of that, stop making excuses. You have to get rid of it. And if you get rid of it, it's going to fucking hurt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. you know, four months later, drinking myself to fucking death every night, starting to get back into heavier drugs, more cocaine and stuff like that. <clears throat> four months goes by and I just kind of get a wake up call. And I realize like my life is shit, bro. I've lost mm-hmm. everything three times in my life. You know, I've, I've didn't have a support system. I hurt everybody that, that was around me. And so, 
that's when I decided to sit on my bed and put that Glock in my mouth. And what happened mm. when, when I had that Glock in my mouth and, and the tears were running down my fucking face is I had a vision of my, my wife being fucked by another man and my son calling another man dad. And, and that jealousy was enough to pull the gun out of my mouth. And I decided that I was, that I could be that motherfucker and I was going to do that. And so I had this vision and it was fueled by selfishness and jealousy, but it was enough to get me to wake up, pull that gun on my mouth. And the next day I started taking action, right? I stopped drinking. I stopped doing drugs. I started realizing I needed something else. And I remembered fitness. I remembered reading. I remembered waking up early. I just remembered discipline. And so I started implementing those things into my life, waking up early, reading my Bible, journaling, you know, saying affirmations, going to the gym. And then I started eating right. And I started putting on muscle like crazy. I hadn't eaten in 16 fucking years, basically, bro. So, you know, mm. and my dad's a big dude. You're I have the, You're on the meth diet. I was a meth addict, right? <laughs> so like, I started putting on, on weight. I looked good, bro. I started seeing, you know, the effects of it. And I took it to the fucking extreme, bro. I started eating seven meals a day, like clean, I started, I started working out every time I fucking craved, doing burpees wherever I was, whatever it took, dude. And six months later, I was the motherfucker in the vision. Six months later, I called my wife. I told her who I was. I didn't talk to her for the, like the whole time. Told her who I was, what I was doing, and she said she wanted me back. So I moved to California, and then I was living the vision. And so what I did from that moment on is I, I took that process, and I started to place it into... In, into other parts of my life. I started, I started to implement it. You need a vision. This four-step process is easy. You need a vision. You need to know who the fuck you want to be. You need to reverse engineer that into daily habits that is going to be aligned with that person's actions. You need to align your mindset with the man in the vision. And you need to have some, some type of accountability that's going to keep you on track. And th those four steps, I don't care what your goal is. I don't care if you're in the, in the shit. I don't care if you're a multimillionaire. If you want something, and you follow those four steps, you will get it. If you're disciplined, you will get it if you're consistent. And so what happened is, you know, I was living that lifestyle of discipline and, and aligning my habits and mindset uh, with who I wanted to be. And the next thing I know, like, I'm getting fucking laid off from COVID two years ago, two and a half years ago. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'd, I'd like implemented this process into two people's lives and it completely changed their lives. And I realized like, I'm gonna start a business. And so I started my coaching business and the business is that process. And now I've worked with over 300 entrepreneurs, business owners and CEOs, implementing that into their lives. It's the universal language of discipline and it's completely shifted their fucking life. And you know, now I'm getting to do great things, live the life I want. And you know, I'm building off that vision that started with the gun in my mouth. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, tip tip of the cap to your brother. That's not an easy place to come back from, and I think it's far more common than people talk about. Uh, especially like men don't talk about it hardly at all. But there's a lot of guys that that have either gone through dark periods or are currently going through dark periods, and um, and would benefit from some of the skills that you've developed and the process that you use in order to get themselves, you know, to reclaim agency of their life and, and, and sort of free themselves from some of those demons, which I think are fucking real. Like I've never, I, two years ago, I would have said that shit was crazy. 
and the, the, the conversations I've had with people in private, the, the experiences that, that people have shared with me and just what I've seen in the world, um, there's, it, it, it it's, it seems to me it, it, like provable that there are dimensions and energies at play that go beyond what we can sense. And, um, and I think some of those dark periods, we, you know, we weaken ourselves, we weaken ourselves spiritually, we weaken ourselves physically with these substances, we open ourselves up to some of these entities that would, would like us to contribute to our own destruction and, and, and want to feed off of negative feelings and emotions. 100%. It's real, bro. It's real. And that's yeah. what that's where discipline comes in. To me, like I'm a I'm a, a believer in Christ and God, like mm-hmm. I, me too. I wear him on my chest, dude. And mm-hmm. I can say this is that to me, discipline is just obedience to God. Mm-hmm. Right. And and if you look at, you know, if you look at the Bible, if you look at the disciples, the prophets, Jesus himself, they what did they practice? They practiced discipline and obedience to God. And the mm-hmm. more discipline they were, they were, the more the more God had a plan for them took them on the right path, showed them what, what they needed to be. Like he gave them a purposeful and fulfilling life. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you, when you have discipline and you're, you're doing the things, you're doing everything with intention and you're not, you're not seeking ways out of your pain. Instead, you're dealing with that shit and everything you do has a purpose. Then you're, you're going to be less open to those demons. You're going to be less open mm-hmm. to that darkness that will fucking come back. And that's why mm-hmm. to me, extreme discipline is the answer. Extreme. Definitely. I like that. Um, I read a book recently called uh, An Amazing Journey Inside the Psychotic Mind by this guy, Jerry Marzinski. And so he was uh, a psychiatrist or psychologist um, and the co-author, both of them spent a good amount of time at insane asylums, working with people that were dealing with schizophrenia, depression, bipolar, all of that. And he paints a very compelling case that a lot of it is in some form of demonic possession. I agree, bro. And it's a trip. It, it's, it's, can, can you share a little bit of like your experience? Like I've, when I, when I've talked to other men about this and guys that have gone through dark periods, like they'll share stuff where they're like, there was 100% something trying to influence me and get me to do this shit that had some degree of control over me. And, and, and a lot of times it is this, this not just discipline, but like asking God for help, you know, asking, asking our creator to give us the strength to free ourselves from these, these entities that are trying to get us to do bad shit yeah. to ourselves and others. Yeah, man. So can you like kind of share a little bit of your experience with that. Yeah. So one thing that I can like attest to and be, just out of feeling, obviously, like I can't see spirits and stuff, but like mm-hmm. out of feeling like whatever that lady did to me that day, she passed something on to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it was like whatever was tormenting her was now was now attached to me. And it, it tormented mm-hmm. me my whole life. And, you know, I believe that's true because you you see a lot of people that have you know been mistreated sexually. Now they're the now they're the perpetrator, you know, mm-hmm. right? Yep. For me, it's like I I use drugs to to keep like to to dull that dull that pain to dull that mm-hmm. demon that was like tormenting me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so now, I never went down the path of like wanting to do shit like that to other people, but mm-hmm. but I could feel something you know, very powerful 
trying to get me to do to to lessen my like spiritual walk with God so that they can guide me, you know, you know, better or or whatever. And so that they had more control over you. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so mm-hmm. another thing I could say is that like when I was doing methamphetamines, I was, you know, there's periods I wasn't sleeping for like two, three weeks. There was periods. And that is called the devil's drug. A hundred percent. And I'll tell you why, bro. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because there was moments like I, I started having um, drug induced psychosis and signs of schizophrenia when I was on methamphetamine. And like I would be sleep deprived for two or three weeks or and I wasn't eating. I wasn't drinking water. I was just sucked up, bro. And, um, you know, they call them the shadow people. It's crazy, bro. I've heard about these. You'll see you'll see like figures walking among the trees or yep. I used to see my dad's face in windows, like he was spying on me. And oh. I would like be able to walk up five feet to that thing. It was my father's face. I was straight up hallucinating. But every time oh. I went to touch it, it was gone. But yeah. I was, I started having paranoia thoughts that my, my cop dad was watching me do dope and like mm-hmm. hiding in trees and shit. And then another thing is like, I had a, I, I saw um, my cousin's dog literally rip me apart from the inside out and there's nothing I could do about it. I was just laying there and I was like in a dream state or whatever. And I had visions of this fucking dog just eating my intestines, a pit bull. And cool. it was real. I felt it, everything. But like when I came to, it was, there was nothing there. And there was, mm-hmm. there was times where, you know, I saw my, I saw like a, a lady demon inside of the crib of my son standing over him, bro. Whoa. Like some shit, bro, some crazy shit. Like now, even to this mm-hmm. day, if I don't sleep, you know, if, if I stay up for a night as I'm, you know, you know, working or whatever it is, I start mm-hmm. to see those same things. It's fucking crazy. Like it's just very it, well, real. It, it sounds wild, but it, it really isn't crazy. And I think a lot of people, if they're honest and open minded or if they talked to enough people that have that have gone through some stuff like this, they'll hear similar stories. And it, I it, it was only because I started opening myself up to these possibilities and asking people about you know, it, from, from a place where like, they knew I wasn't going to judge them. I wasn't going to think they're crazy. And I don't, you know, that, that people would then feel confident enough to, to talk about it. But yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's wild. And there's this, you know, with everything that's like been going on with the, you know, the towers that they've been putting everywhere and how they're cranking up the power on our phones and the Wi-Fi and the smart meters, that shit destroys your sleep. It, it, it makes it where it's like they're they're basically they could be considered energy weapons. Those things they it's like you become a POW in your own home. You can't fucking sleep. Right. What does that do if you can't sleep? Right. You you said you're not you don't even need to be taking meth and, and drugs and shit. If you don't sleep, you start seeing some of those entities. High it stress. weakens us yeah. spiritually. Right. Absolutely. I think there's a very strong case that could be made that some of that shit is to open us up to demonic entities by fucking weakening us and preventing us from sleeping. Yeah. Now, really. that might sound crazy to people listening, and that's fine. I think we need to talk about this shit. Dude, I agree. <laughs> I think that it's hard. It's a hard topic to talk about because you'll get mm-hmm. a lot of people that are closed minded. Um, yeah. and you can be pretty open-minded and still think this shit's pretty fucking crazy. 
Yeah, and right. I don't give a shit if people think I'm crazy. Go ahead. Yeah, you know but like four G like, works I'm just good. fine, bro. Like four G works yeah. just fine. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like why exactly. spend trillions of dollars for something that already worked? And you know what? Every time it says five G on my phone, shit doesn't even load. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? For like, sure. there's For definitely sure. an agenda to things, and like, uh, if you if you read the Bible, like, if you if you read Revelation, you read the Bible, you can you can find these things. Like, prophecies are being made, and things are mm -hmm. changing in, in a way where, like, the elite or the you know like celebrities, the way they're fucking like putting themselves on crosses, the the, the demonically controlled. <laughs> Bro, it's fucking insane. <laughs> Parasite class. I, they're not fucking elite. Dude, I wouldn't trade spots with any of those motherfuckers. That's yeah. not elite. Right. That's like, right. that's some demonically possessed shit, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't care how much fucking fake money you have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you because like, so one of my clients and a good buddy, he's, he works in the Catholic church and we've talked about a lot of these things and, and he's, he's said to me and he's like, bro. I see some of the people that get placed in our church. He goes, they're fucking, some of these priests are satanic. He goes, I think they're actually put here on purpose to push people away from religion, to fuck with kids, to get people to, to push God out of their life. You know what I mean? So that they are then vulnerable. And I could see how, I mean, that makes sense, especially like your experience, right? That just completely... It probably is Sunday school. You get fucked with in Sunday school by an adult. I'd imagine that pushed you away for a period from religion, from adults, everything. From humanity, it did. From humanity. How thing, do you get that shit back, right? How do you like, how do you realize that, damn, I threw out the baby with the bathwater? Yeah, dude, honestly, like, in my opinion, like when, when you're chosen by God, like there's nothing that, nothing anyone can do to separate you from him as a relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. And like I, every single battle that I've been through on this on this planet, the only reason I'm alive is because of him. And I, I give my life to him every single day because of that. And it's mm -hmm. it's crazy because most people, most people, yeah, you're right. Something like that happens to them or even being judged in church. I mean, you see people like, oh, Christians are hypocritical and they'll never go or to they church watch like a fucking. They watch like a fucking Bill Maher documentary and yeah. decide that that it's smart to think that there's no creator. Yeah, it's like they want. <laughs> and all this happened from some money. big fucking bang, and we used to be monkeys. Yeah, that all checks out. Yeah, <laughs> evolution checks out. Yeah, guys. totally checks out. Yeah, bro, <laughs> totally like checks out. <laughs> I think that you're right. Like they're putting people in, in a place to to get us to. I mean, most Americans don't think their own fucking thoughts. So you can basically teach, you know, repeat something to them and they will be full b fucking believers or whatever. You it's, teach embarrassing. You, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I had much higher hopes for our species. <laughs> no, bro, like, all this, all this COVID stuff. You're, ah, God, yeah. I'm trying not to use that word because then they just flag the episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but all this March 2020 stuff, you realize how many people are parrots. And like if if the if the black screens tell them something, they just run around saying that like it's intelligent. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. No, a hundred percent, bro. Like if, if anybody else went through what I went through and I'm talking about all of it, they mm. want to be here. I don't, I don't believe they'd be here. I don't, I know they want to be in my fucking spot right now. Me, me. You probably lose riding. most people just at the, uh, hunting squirrels with a guitar string. <laughs> 
yeah, hey, I ain't doing that shit. Well, then you gotta die, bro. Yeah. Choose your fucking That's, pain, bro. We we may come back to that because I want to know how the fuck you got to scroll with a guitar string. But just to kind of wrap up that thought too, because I'm sure there are some people when they hear me go, yeah, uh, evolution checks out. They're probably like it doesn't what do you you know so just think about this guys if for anyone that hasn't explored this evolution is another tool in my opinion to separate people from god and it's clearly a fairy tale it clearly doesn't make any sense think about it like this the the whole story of evolution you have these species that then over time became other species they they evolved and developed and changed right that's that's the story there's now Didn't they something come from like volcanoes or something there's all sorts of shit they talk about the primordial soup and then we came out of the ocean you know what i mean and and, and all of this which even the big bang you could you could say is just a metaphor for like how we're all conceived that whole story works if you talk about man and woman coming together, having a big bang. For real. It's kind of funny. Yeah. And then that's the the spark that hits the primordial soup. And then we look like fish originally sperm. when, you know, when when the sperm goes into the egg and then, you know, it looks like a little monkey and then becomes a human, right? That's so true. So anyway, so let, let's put that aside. That's the whole big bang thing. But with evolution, we now have two million species of, of, of animal on this planet, right? Something like that. I don't know, whatever, give or take a million. <laughs> there would be millions and millions of transitional fossils. Yeah, bro. If evolution was true, there are none, none for real. So that's what I'm saying. And and we could go on and on about this. I just didn't want to pass over, like make fun of evolution. And then people that are still like smoking that crack pipe are, are like, what's, what's this crazy MF we're talking about? You know what I mean? It's, the Big Bang evolution, it's all fairy tales to separate you from God. Yeah. Who created the fucking school system? Rockefeller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? the, what is, the, same, the same fucking liars that told you the boogie virus from the yeah. wet market bat Bro, if, nonsense. If everyone was an a entrepreneur like us, like no one would fucking pay tax. I don't pay taxes because I have a fucking tax guy that tells me where to spend my money so that my my taxes what i spend my money on is enough so i could write off my own shit yeah, make make an intro bro i'd love to talk like, to him yeah like they like <laughs> rockefeller being one of the most successful dudes in the fucking world owns all the fuel mm -hmm. tobacco alcohol all these huge fucking industries oil um mm -hmm. like his goal for humanity was to make a bunch of fucking employees and what mm -hmm. do employees do? They pay fucking taxes. You know we, what I mean? We are living in the most sophisticated slavery system that's ever existed. Oh, the matrix, dude. And like that's what it is. It is. So so you know, you go to school, what do they teach you? They teach you how to fucking follow the rules and 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 mm -hmm. jump when we say jump. But mm -hmm. what was cool about my background, my story is that I hated fucking authority. I hate mm -hmm. I would not listen to a teacher like I'm, you tell me to sit, I'll fucking stand up on the on the desk, dude. Like I'll punch you. I don't put, give a fuck. Put fucking bleach in your coffee, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, watch out, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> but but because of what happened to me as a kid, dude, it literally shaped me right there to be an entrepreneur. Like right mm -hmm. there. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. like, and you also look at like what they're doing to, you know, the empowering women, like mm -hmm. Yas Queen you know, bitch boss, whatever the fuck is going on with, with the male versus female aspect is the only reason why they, you know, pushed the empowerment of woman and they say, yeah, go be successful and get a good job is why 
to double the amount of fucking taxes they get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And, and you start to realize, too, how many of these agendas are just complete inversions of truth. And if I look at it like this, there's... Um, I, I believe God and living living a lifestyle that's in alignment with our creator is one that um, facilitates, supports the expansion of life. And I look at what I call, quote unquote, satanic as behaviors that are anti-life. Yeah, I, right? yeah, I agree. Anti-life is satanic. Yeah. And, and, and an inversion of the truth is satanic. And when you start seeing how much of the media and these stories and, you know, even the moon landing, like getting us to think that there's this whole vast outer space that and, and we're this tiny little, um, you know, like small, Im- unimportant creature on a spinning ball in space. That is satanic. It's obviously fucking nonsense. And it's to make uh, it's to separate us from God. So you start seeing some of this stuff, right? Like someone listening, let's say someone listening is and I, I don't want to get into like the moon landing, too, and all of that. But we can. I, we've talked about another on, on other episodes, but it's obviously fake if, if you still believe in that. Um, and if you guys have questions about that, let me know. We can talk about <laughs> it on another on another episode. But like so let's say someone listening is starting to realize that they've been engaging in self-destructive behavior. They've let some of these energies and entities. And I don't don't blame it on demons, even though that's playing a role. I think that also gives away our power. You know what I mean? Like we, we are, we, we were created in the image of God. We have, we're, we, like you said, we never lose, lose that connection. We always have the power to reclaim agency over our life and, and, and have the willpower to, you know, start clawing our way out of hell, the, you know, hell of our own creation. What are some of the things that you do that, that you did to re-establish and strengthen that connection with God? And what are some of the things that you do on a daily and weekly basis to keep it strong? Yeah. So, so one thing that I believe very much is that you, if you have priorities in life and it's not just about like, if you look at success, it's like, Hey, I want to be this person one day, but you also got to look at, you know, who do I want to take with me? Right. Because you can get to the top pretty quick, but if you don't take God, it's not for the right reasons. You, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're neglecting your wife and kids, they're probably not going to be there at the top with you. So what I look I look at my life is, you know, like figure out what your fucking priorities are you 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 have in what you want to grow. So mm-hmm. it's division. It's like, hey, I want to have a strong marriage. I want to have a good relationship with God. I want to have a successful business and I want to be healthy as fuck and look good naked. Right. Mm-hmm. Those four things need I, those are plants and they need to be watered every single day. So mm-hmm. I look at I look at growth as in breaking breaking down the daily habits, right? So you need to have a habit that's going to water that fucking plant every single day. Go on a 20-minute walk with your wife, watch a TV show with her, have a conversation. Eight hours in business, eight, 12, whatever the fuck you want in your business, growing your business. You know, for, for the Bible like, or for my relationship with God, I read daily, um, either mm-hmm. a devotional book or, you know, a chapter of the Bible. I like devotionals better because they kind of break it down and help you understand. And then I, yeah, I have a hard time with the Bible. I just like, I feel like I miss a lot. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> devotionals are great. And also going to church, they like, they'll explain it, you know, a little more deeply. And then what's, the, what's your favorite devotional that you've ever read? Um, the purpose driven life is amazing. 
Oh yeah. I've got that. Rick Warren, right? Yeah. That's an amazing book. Another one is, uh, I think it's, um, the whispers of hope is another good one. Um, and then I have a friend, um, Amy, she just wrote a book. It is, uh, man, I, she just gave it to me like two days ago. So I don't, I don't remember the title. She's going to, she's going to be so upset. You I know. Cause I'm supposed to be promoting had, right she had now. She a chance to get a so shout it's out. Amy, Amy Hesper. <laughs> no, I'm going to look her up right now. Cause she's got it all over her. H-E-S-P-E-R. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Amy Hesper. Here we go. It is. Okay. It's called love yourself. Like God loves you. It's devotional like journal with Bible verses to renew your mind. And it's, it's a devotional and it's got, um, it is a, uh, a top seller already. So nice. Yeah. I'm gonna, so I've got the purpose driven life and I honestly haven't listened to it. I've had that thing for like 25 years and, um, but I, I've got an audiobook and physical book. I haven't read it. I'm going to pick up whispers of hope and Amy Hesper's book, love yourself. Like God loves you. I've got, I'm driving to Florida on Wednesday. So I'm going to have a lot of time to soak some of this stuff up. And if, if any of you guys listen, like, like I mentioned, I'll pull out the Bible sometimes. And luckily my aunt sends me like Bible verses every day and I read those, you know, but when I pull out the Bible, sometimes I'm wondering, like, I, I'll, I'm not great at making, is this literal? Is this a metaphor? Is it everything simultaneously? You know, so, so having devotionals that can kind of help you explore it, and, and, you know, kind of look at it from those different angles can be helpful. helpful. At least, at least it is for me. Very helpful. And, and one thing that I've learned, um, from the Bible itself is that the more you dive into God's word, even if, if mm-hmm. it's just the Bible, the more he's going to present himself in your life. Like you'll start to get hungry for him and you'll start mm-hmm. to feel lost without him. And you'll start to understand the words of the Bible. It's, it's like, it's like going to algebra class and not knowing what the fuck is on the board, but you go every mm-hmm. single day. Next thing you know, you're getting A pluses. You're you're a, a chemical engineer because, you know what I mean. So it's just it's the mm-hmm. same aspect with everything. But when you're talking about the Bible and God's word, there's much there's a much more powerful aspect to it because God's behind it. So He's going to give mm-hmm. you the knowledge you want. You may I think it's almost like a test. It's like oh this is boring. I don't understand it. But if you just keep showing up and you keep mm-hmm. reading that's the consistency, the the obedience is what God wants. And so at Mm -hmm. that point, then he's going to really put it into you, into your identity. Like this is, this is who you are, not what you do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think that's what God calls us for. Like it's, it's about finding identity in Christ, not just making habits with Christ. So you got, you got to repeat it every day until it's like brushing your teeth, dude. You know, your, your dog dies. You're still going to brush your fucking teeth, right? Yep. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of 
powerful, natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts and my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. Now back to the show. I think two of our superpowers as human beings, as, as children of God, are intention and belief. And I think God uses both of those and, and weighs both of those very heavily. If your intention is to have a deeper relationship with God, if your intention is to be more Christ-like, you know, in your thoughts, behaviors, and actions, if you believe in God. And that is reflected in everything you say and do and think, right? That counts for a lot. And like, there, there's a lot of times where like, in, in many examples, like I fuck up a lot and I'm like, sometimes I fucking drink too much. And this, that it's like, you don't need to be fucking perfect. Just, just because you, you put God first in your life. It doesn't mean that like, you're this, this person that gets put on a pedestal and you know, you're trying to posture it, it, part of, part of the strength comes from like, I am a fucking sinner. I fuck up. Sometimes I lust over women. Sometimes I drink too much. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. But if you're like, I want to be better. And I, I do believe in God. And I do believe that there is this army forming. It's already formed. We're just rising up and recognizing that, that the next generation of spiritual uh, uh, leaders, you know, warriors of God is us because a lot of people have been disillusioned with the church. A lot of churches, they fucked up went by making people wear masks. They sold out to a satanic agenda. And so the, the way that our society is going to reconnect is through people like you and I that have had challenges that have come out of it because of God and have the strength and courage to speak about these things and say, no, I'm not going to shut up about it. If you, if you want a biohacking podcast that only talks about supplements and, you know, morning sunlight, go somewhere else. You know what I mean? This is like the best biohack you could, you could apply. I'm like, this is dope, bro. Like we're talking about (laughs) conspiracy theories that, you know, we're talking about some cool shit. I was like, fuck, I got to teach people how to sleep. I'm like, no, I don't do that. Honestly, bro. Like, like, I have been on a lot of, I've been on over 25 podcasts this year. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is like this information that people will literally like put in their head and then they'll shit out in a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what, what really sticks with people is a fucking story. 
mm-hmm. what, what, what something that people can actually, you know, they they can relate to, and mm-hmm. they can apply it because they they understand the pain. And I think mm-hmm. like that's the one thing we all have in common is like we're we're all a lot of hurt. We're all in a lot of fucking pain. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we all constantly try to heal ourselves, whether it's with with drugs, alcohol, God, fitness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we all have like the same agenda, which is we want we want to feel good. We want to feel better. Get me out of pain. For real, bro. For real, <laughs> Why what? do you do most things? Because yeah. I want to get out of pain. <laughs> yeah, but one of the, the things I've learned is that the only purpose for pain is growth, right? Mm-hmm. You can never outrun your pain with with things that are hiding your pain. The only way right. you're going to to get through pain is by using it to make you fucking better which means you need to feel it mm-hmm. you need to mm-hmm. you need to fucking sit in it for a while you need mm-hmm. sometimes like like the biggest thing Transmute i learned mute it yeah like you have to be head on with those demons and say look motherfucker like you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna punch me and i'm gonna i'm gonna punch you back you know what i mean i'm gonna mm-hmm. keep getting up i'm gonna keep doing my daily habits i'm gonna keep being disciplined i don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck if i'm depressed today i will still get up and do the things mm-hmm. that god has called me to do or that i am supposed to do to water those plants that i said earlier because Mm -hmm. that's what i have control over that's all i have control over i got no control Mm -hmm. over the fucking government 5g towers demons i don't have control over that shit so (laughs) or evolution you know what i mean so like Mm -hmm. really if you want to fucking live a free life just think simple and control what the fuck you can control Mm -hmm. and you'll see that Number one is your viable attractor tribes. So if you're really fucking in it and, and disciplined and consistent, people like you will come to you, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the biggest problem is like our environments are all fucked up. So we, we're all fucked up. Like take mm-hmm. leadership of your fucking life. Take leadership mm-hmm. of your habits, of, of, of your mindset. Get some mm-hmm. fucking accountability and stop overthinking shit. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. Know what you want. Do the fucking work. Let's let's kind of go through that process and and like your your mindset and part of what got you out of this is you basically do really hard shit to yourself so that you're stronger as a result. And so that when life throws you curveballs, you know what I mean? You're you're already prepared. So let's let's talk about some of this. I mean, you mentioned the process of of you got to create a vision of who you want to be. You got to have the daily habits where you like reverse engineer that vision. You have the daily habits to to support it, right? You have to align your mindset and and get rid of some of the 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 beliefs, conscious and subconscious, that might be interfering with you or or in direct conflict with what you say you want. And then you got to have that accountability, like so, someone or some way to you know to to keep your hand to the fire or whatever that phrase is. Um, tell me a little bit about like, what's the role that self-talk and self-criticism play in, in, in overcoming self-doubt and in this whole process? Yeah. So, so self-talk is, is like one of the most important things because the things we repeat to ourselves are who we are. It's, it's our identity. You know, it, if we keep telling ourselves, I'm a piece of shit, I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'll never amount to anything in life, which are all the things that I used to tell myself, plus a million mm-hmm. other, because those are the things that my dad told me while he was mm-hmm. fucking choking me. <laughs> um, 
I eventually I started he was, to believe. He was, he was multitasking, huh? Right. Just, <laughs> 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 oh shit! I don't know. He might have been triple tasking. Who knows? Oh, Focus, Dad. You're busy joking like me. I was all black. I can. <laughs> I couldn't tell. And um, I'm just like I, it, that. That fucking sucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's like I think some of this shit loses its power when we're able to laugh at it and like. I, I think that's one of the one of the things that really makes us strong is like looking at hard shit and and seeing the good in it. Yeah, what's come of it, you know? Bro, I am who I am because I was not heard, and I was literally hands around my fucking throat. Shut the fuck mm-hmm. up. That's why I got this tattoo. Mm-hmm. This tattoo represents the Holy Spirit, the message, and I will stand up in front of whoever the fuck and I will speak what I was here to put here to speak because. I was never heard. And so I used that struggle to make, you know, to, to it, you know, it became my biggest attribute. If that makes sense. I love that. For, for the people that are only listening on audio, can you describe your neck tattoo? Yeah. So I have a dove wrapped around my throat. It hurt really bad. Um, and in I the center imagine. of the dove's body are these two swords crossed facing up, which means ready for battle. Um, on the side of that, I have purpose on my, on my, right side and pleasure on the left, which is one of my sayings, purpose mm. over pleasure. And then I got mm. Jesus Christ tattooed on my chest and a couple things on my back as well. Um, nice. it all, it all, it's all about, you know, my message. This is actually my logo for my business as well. Oh, um, and that's for people that want to check out your business. That's Rogers fitness academy.com R O G E R S fitness academy.com. Yeah. Honestly, like that's, it's kind of an overdue website, but I need to change it, but it's a good place. Mm-hmm. If you want to go check out like what I've done with my clients and stuff. Um, yeah. if you, my website is too, everyone's yeah. like this, this website looks like it was made in 2016. <laughs> yeah. I feel like like it was asshole. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I don't like building websites. Right. If you, if you guys want to find me, I got uh, banned off Instagram. Um, but if you guys go, oh, to, they full on shut you down. Oh, they full on shut me down. I'm trying to get it back, but it's been, uh, six weeks already. Oh. So good luck. Just start a new one, dude. Yeah. I, I know people that are on like their 20th account. They just keep starting over. Crazy, bro. Um, we, I've been shadow banned since early 2020 and all that. But what, what, what'd you do to get completely shut they down? They said I was impersonating myself, bro. I swear to God. Like, were you talking about, what were you talking about? Dude, nothing. My, I don't know if you've ever seen like my videos on TikTok, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm getting pretty big on TikTok and, uh, you know, I say fuck a lot and I yell at the camera and I, you know, in a loving way, mm-hmm. but I'm very aggressive with my content and I don't bullshit, but people fucking love it. I just think some people didn't like it, you know. What's your TikTok? Um, so it's it's the real um un, it's the real underscore Eric Rogers. And then my Facebook is it's Facebook.com slash the real the real Eric Rogers with no um underscore, with no underscore. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So those are like two cool. two good places to find me. But um and if you want to talk, Facebook me. Hit me up on Facebook. I'll I'll, nice. I'll respond to everybody for sure. Um but we were talking about self-talk, self-criticism, self-talk, right? So mm-hmm. it, it plays such an important role role in what you do, because I mean, I could say it like this: when we get out of bed and we're like, hey, "I'm gonna kill it today," and you know, the night before, and you wake it, you know, you you wake up, the alarm goes off, and your your fucking self-talk is saying, "Dude, sleep in." <laughs> You know, it's okay. I'm such, a, I'm such, I'm, I'm a, I'm a weakling when the alarm goes off. It's like, I'm the weakest I'll be all day. Yeah. 
well, that's here's some shitty self-talk this right is, there. This is the fucking perspective <laughs> shift right here is because our bed is symbol is a symbol of our biggest comfort zone. A hundred percent. And so yeah. what, what I've done is when that alarm goes off is my, I start to self-criticize. No motherfucker. Fuck your mediocrity. Fuck your comfort. Fuck your excuses. I, I will say it out loud. I'll scream it out loud. Whatever the fuck it takes to. I do not snooze. As soon as that thing starts going off, my feet hit the floor. I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself I am good enough. I am a badass motherfucker. And I'm walking downstairs to get my gym shit ready. Right. And you, so you're, you're married. Yeah. You wake your wife up. She with is this? used to me, bro. Like <laughs> this is what it takes for me not to be that asshole in the past. Dude. Like this is what it I, takes. I wish I would, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall the first time. The first time you let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck your mediocrity. Bro, I'm yelling at the peanut butter jar, dude. Because it's all fucking eat me, dude. Lick me. I'm like, Fuck, I ain't giving you a rim job peanut butter jar. Fuck off. Like, you know, I'm screaming because for me, it's like when I, if I press news, bro, I'm snoozing all fucking day. Um, yeah. I start going on TikTok or whatever the fuck. Like, I am not mm-hmm. fully focused. I am not living, you know, I'm not being intentional about my shit. So the first mm-hmm. thing is, is like, you're, you know, just, just for instance, when that snooze button or when the alarm goes off, like we immediately start talking to ourselves. And so mm-hmm. you got to change the, what, what you're saying to yourself. You got to take control of that self-talk. So uh, the biggest part of self-talk is self-awareness. Like, what are you saying to yourself? Because mm-hmm. usually what happens is you snooze, you sleep in, you know, then you're like, you wake up, it's 10 minutes till you got to leave for work. You're stressed out. You fucking grab your shit. You go to work and now you're having a bad day because you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? What you didn't yeah. realize is that it was your fucking self-talk that did that, mm-hmm. you know? And so if you can be aware of what you say and, and take control and change the game, tell your fucking brain what to do. Tell it. Mm-hmm. Then you'll change yeah. your, your, your life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. And there is a power in speaking it out loud. Yeah. hundred percent. So for, mm-hmm. for like, this is one of my mottos this is something I'd practice and teach my clients. It's for every negative thought process, emotion or negative habit, there's a positive action to reverse it. Right. So if you, mm-hmm. if you're negative, you're like a, a negative Nancy all the time and you're always complaining and shit, you need to fucking work on your gratitude. And that means like mm-hmm. saying, thank you. Literally, like forcing yourself to say thank you. If you're a jealous person or envious and you hate to see people win, go compliment them genuinely. Go compliment them. Go on their DMs and be Mm -hmm. like, dude, I'm so fucking proud of you. I don't even know who you are, but you're the best. Change the state Mm -hmm. of your heart. You're taking action against. Tell people that, like, let people know. People that inspire you, let them know. Bro, if you're feeling jealous, change that shit because it's going to drive you in such a bad direction. You know, if if, it it just eats at you. 100%, dude. 100%. So, like, if you you can learn that, doesn't matter what's negative in your life, there's a positive action to reverse it. If you have bad self-talk, you need to speak out loud self-affirmations. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're, if you're, um, if you're jealous of other people, you have to give praise to the people that, that, if, if they spark jealousy, they're doing something well. There's something yeah, that you bro. admire about them that you want. Your just energy is a little fucked up. A crazy thing, too, is if you go congratulate them and maybe ask them a question, they're probably going to get on a call with you and teach, teach you every fucking thing they know. Because that's mm-hmm. what winners do. Because mm-hmm. they, 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 um, they know the same process. They're like, fuck, I'm winning. I'm going to give that away. And, that's, mm-hmm. and they're not jealous of anyone. That's why they're fucking winning. 
They adopted mm-hmm. that process of taking action against whatever negative things. That's why they're successful. You know what, what I mean? What was the biggest, the biggest negative thing that you had to turn into a positive? What was like your biggest struggle or challenge in that area where you're like, I need to fix this shit? My biggest struggle was self-doubt, dude. Yeah. It was the driver of all my mistakes. It was like mm-hmm. I I had bad actions and bad behaviors of bad relationships because I didn't feel I deserved anything good. And I kept telling mm. myself, like, you're you're a piece of shit. Like you're mm. like constant, bro. Constant. And so what you would, I did. Would you actually say the words or did you feel the feelings all of and it, emotions? Both. 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 But okay. a lot of it was like a voice in my head. It, it was always a replay of what my dad said. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so what I had to yeah. do in order to like kind of reverse that is obviously every time, every time I, I had these bad moments of self-talk, I had to speak out loud. I am statements. I am good enough. I am. And it, at first it was like, this is bucking stupid. But, but mm-hmm. if, if you take repetitive action, repetitive action against your negative habits, then you are creating new neural pathways in your head. And mm-hmm. within a couple months, you'll have a habit of saying those good things to yourself in replacement of when you would normally say those, you know, those bad things. And when you speak it out loud, with intention, purpose, belief, you not only start to like change the frequency of your body, but you're doing it on multiple levels. You're doing it with sound and vibration and, you know, the, the, the thoughts and frequencies that our brain and heart emit, you know, that's changing the water in our body. So it's, it's, it's a lot different than just sitting down or writing it in a journal. Those like writing it down is helpful, but you got like the more engaged you are, the more intention, the more belief and the more levels you're hitting it with, the more powerful it's going to stick. Yeah. That's why they say to speak it into existence, right? And I'm mm-hmm. not like a huge fan of the whole manifest thing. Like it is, it is real. I get that, there, but like there, there's some reality to it. There's also some satanic what is, to it. What's there's some satanic to <laughs> there it? There is, bro. Yeah, there is. Just get people to fucking like, sit around and wish for shit. Yeah, bro. If you're speaking to the fucking universe, I'm sorry that if it's not God, it's Satan. Just saying. I'm done calling it the universe yeah, or, or okay. nature or it's it's God. If you don't like that word, fine. Go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> For, <laughs> we're, we're putting some boundaries down today, bro. I'm putting People some boundaries. Like I'm unsubscribed. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just as much for me. I'm tired of pussyfooting around. Yeah. Because I don't want to offend somebody. Yeah. You should offend some people. You're, There's someone out there that you should be offending if you're speaking your truth. 100%. You bro. know, can you speak a little bit on the I am and and how that ties into scripture and, and, and what like the Bible tells us about that phrase or anything that you know about the power of I am. Cause I've seen it a lot in places and I know there's like books on it, but I don't know. I'm actually kind of curious myself. I'm kind of tired. If you don't know, we can just move on. <laughs> no, I'm kind of tying it right now. Like what does God say? Like when, when I think it was Moses was like, you know, he told Moses his real name and he said, I am, mm. you know, God said, I am, which means he's everything, right? I am. But he, he also spoke, like life into existence. He spoke the universe into existence. He spoke, you know, the world into, he spoke everything into existence and therefore it was. And so Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what, where I feel the power in it. But like God also did it with intention and purpose. And that's why it was, it it was created. God, God created us in his image and our number Mm -hmm. one, our only job on this earth is to create, whether it's people, Mm -hmm. 
things, businesses. Like we mm-hmm. were put here to create. And like you were saying, the government is trying to keep us from creating life or creating, you know, they want us to be enslaved and, and just, you know, be the, uh, Th- that's, I, I don't, that's, that's my, that's my selection criteria, my filtering criteria for what is satanic. I think it's, it's anti-life. It's things that try to get us to participate in our own destruction. And it's things that are a complete inversion of the truth. Yeah. And it makes sense now that we're kind of tying this together because, you know, we're, we're here to be creators. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If they're trying to keep us from creating and we're instead turn us into consumers, then we're not living our purpose of what God wants. You know? Totally. Yeah, it is. And you cannot create without action. I think that's part of that's part of the 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 sort of trap door of manifestation. Yeah, right. It's just and a scam. Like, I, I I liked the secret that movie like changed my changed my life when it came out. But if you're not if you are not creating with a fuckload of action, you know, and purpose behind what you're doing, that it 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 it, it does not resonate and align with why we're here. One hundred percent. One of my most you know my my the most engaged with posts I ever made uh, starts with you can't manifest shit without action. Right. Yeah. Simple, I like that. Like, you can, <laughs> there you, go. I, you said you it better than fucking I fucking Buddha, bro. You can't float. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, dude. Like you're not creating. <laughs> Who knows if he even could. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, fuck yeah. I think, I think sometimes we just put people and, and, and leaders and figures from history on a pedestal. And, and that also takes away our power. One, one last thing, just cause I'm curious about this. Like, how do you differentiate between, okay, so there's God, some people call him or her, whatever, Yahweh. Some people say, you just said, God said his name was I am. I'm pretty Elohim. Sure. I don't if I, if that was wrong, like, please don't hate me, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, let us know. I'm learning here. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm coming at this from a place of curiosity. I'm trying to learn, right? You've got, you've got God, Yahweh, I am Elohim. Are these just all words for the same thing? I believe so. Or, and, yeah. I believe okay. so. I just think that, you know, I think that governments found a way to make money off of it, off a lot of it, you mm-hmm. know, or organizations like the Catholic church. I think they mm-hmm. found a way to take God's name and make money off of it. I mm-hmm. think that, you know, I, I have nothing like nothing against people's beliefs in religion. Like I, I love as many people, as long as they're not hurting people, I love you like straight up. I don't care mm-hmm. what your beliefs are. It doesn't change. I don't care who you voted for, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reason why I don't care is because I don't vote, you know, <laughs> like, I don't vote because I don't want to get tied in mm-hmm. that shit. But like, I don't care what you believe. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one thing I could say is that like, if you are, how do I phrase this? If you're using things as an excuse to not grow and, and take action, mm-hmm. then it's a fucking problem. It's just another drug, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people use, like like my grandma used to say, she's perfect. She doesn't sin because she's Catholic. And I was like, you're full of shit. You just did. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't, maybe I'm a little lost uh, on what you asked, but like, you know. It, it wasn't that clear of a question. I was, I was just, it's, it's, it's more vernacular. I think really like that, that relationship with, with our creator, God, it, it's an energetic thing. Right. And, and, and it's not about getting the names or the words, right. Yeah. It's I, about, I think, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's about, um, finding your creator, 
you know, because that's like, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I didn't really have a good father. So mm-hmm. to me, that's like what, that's what my dad is. Like my father is my creator and mm-hmm. that's a relationship I want to seek. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I want to see yeah, the, the man that create. like, I every time I walk out, I'm in awe just looking at, you know, the place I live in. It's beautiful. And it's like, there's something out there. And then plus, like, all the skills that I've acquired just by fighting through these hard times, like, the mindset mm-hmm. I've acquired is absolutely insane from what it was four years ago. Like, there's a reason why I, I had to go through all that stuff. There's a reason, you know? And I just think that it's important to understand that there is something out there that's bigger than you. That's more powerful than you. And if you seek it, I hope it's Jesus and God that you seek, but I think it is important that to kind of reach out of your inner self and and try to wander and and understand that there's something bigger at play here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to help you if you, if you try to seek it, it will help you. What do you say to someone right now who's listening that, that is struggling, struggling with self-doubt, struggling, struggling with the, the, the negative voices, the demons, whatever you want to call them, struggling to get their shit together. It's a very powerful, powerful, hard place to be because you can listen to people like me, all you fucking want. And I'm sure they do. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm sure you listen to people like me that have been through it on the other side and I'm sure it gives you hope. And I'm sure it's something that you fucking want. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people, and this is a shitty part, a lot of people have to hit bottom Mm -hmm. in order to push off the off the bottom and get to the top. Now, I hope that's not true for anyone. They they call that person a genius that doesn't have to uh, learn by his own mistakes, but to learn by others. And Mm -hmm. there are things that you can do. But if you're if you're sitting here making fucking excuses of why you can't shouldn't get better, you can't you're justifying, you know, staying who you are, then life or God or whatever will keep teaching you your lesson until you fucking learn. And Mm -hmm. I don't care how hard it is right now in your life. If you're not dying to fucking move, if you're not completely fucking motivated to change your life right the fuck now, then it will get worse. You are not at the bottom yet and you do not want to fucking see it. So do yourself a favor and, and seek fucking help. Get, you know, get that accountability, get those four steps in order, having, knowing who the fuck you want to be reverse engineering the daily habits, practicing those, those habits every day, aligning your mindset with the vision and then having accountability. I think the, the fourth one is so important is to surround yourself with people that you want to be like, even if that costs mm-hmm. you fucking money, like sometimes mm-hmm. you got to do that. So yeah, when we, when we pay, we pay attention, you know? Any, like any, anyone in our program, like they're paying up front and they're paying up front because A, that's when they're the most motivated and B, motivation wanes. You know what I mean? Like we, you need to be, you get, you need to have some skin in the game. Um, and, and you've got a great tribe of guys at, at rogersfitnessacademy.com for anyone that wants to check that out. I, I love what you said too, about telling, telling the fucking truth, like, the, the truth starts with the recognition of what's actually going on inside, you know, that, that self-talk, the self-delusion, we all do it. We all do it. And unless you're willing to say, Hey, I drink too fucking much. Why am I even doing that? Yeah. 
and explore it. It's crazy, right? bro. hundred percent. Unless you're willing to say like, why, why am I chasing women? Like what's, what, what is, do I not have, maybe I don't have enough play in my life. Somehow it's become like sex is, sex is my, the way that I blow off steam and all the rest is work. Well then fix your life, you know, build a life you love. You know what I mean? Like we, we got to be honest and kind of call ourselves out at, to even get to the starting line and recognizing that a lot of times rock bottom sucks, but it's also like when you're pulling a rubber band back, you're creating all of this potential force that, that can be used when transmuted to just shoot you like a rocket into that vision for your life. So maybe embrace the suck a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then because because if that rubber band's getting pulled and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse at some point if you want it if you transmute it and direct that energy towards something positive and you ask your creator for help there's a lot of good things waiting for you on the other side of that shit storm 100 bro 100 and you know when, when it comes to discipline it, it is absolutely mandatory in order to be to reach your full potential and live the life that you want it is because you have to be consistent at these things in order to actually fucking get anywhere because your brain will find a way to self-sabotage you. It'll find a way to get you to quit. It'll You'll mm -hmm. actually create drama and chaos in your life for no fucking mm -hmm. reason just because your brain is telling you you don't deserve it or whatever it is. So if you think about it yeah. like this, it's the people who are unmotivated and even sick of doing the fucking work but do it anyways, are the ones mm -hmm. that command success into their lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm almost always sick of doing the work. Like almost every workout, I'm like, I don't want to do this. And, and I think people assume that, you know, you and I are eating like some special fucking Wheaties or shit, you know, and, and, and that's what's motivated. No, like a lot of times you don't want to do it. You just do it anyway. And, 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 and the other 23 hours of the day are better as a result. There, you just said you guys, it. You yep, just yeah, said sorry. it. So, like, let me ask you this, and, and you guys can answer this as well, the listeners, is if you've ever worked out, you're not motivated before, but how the fuck do you feel after? Motivation, mm -hmm. and this is where people get wrong. They feel like they need to be motivated. I'm losing motivation. Shut the fuck up, right? You don't need to be motivated <laughs> yeah. to do things, right? That's discipline. Mm -hmm. Motivation comes after the fucking work. Mm -hmm. Belief comes after the fucking worth. You don't start mm -hmm. believing in yourself until you're consistent enough to see a fucking result. You're mm -hmm. not motivated until you got your ass in the gym that you didn't want to go in and you got a good sweat and you come out looking like a fucking Greek god after nine mm -hmm. months or something. Hard, doing hard shit makes you confident. Like they say, what is it? There's like that saying like competence builds confidence. Like you got to show up and do the hard shit. Then you start getting confident. You're not just going to be confident. Why, you haven't earned it. 100%. You know, That's you know, awesome. you haven't earned it. It's yeah, you can't talk yourself into it. All right, I love this. This has been a fun conversation. If, if you guys are enjoying this conversation, if you've enjoyed it, send it to people, share it up and like tell people to give it a listen. That's uh, we don't we don't run ads or anything like that. And you guys sharing these episodes is how we can reach more people and how we can keep bringing this stuff to you for free. Um, Eric, this has been an awesome conversation. I've really enjoyed it, brother. Yeah, bro. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Had a little bit. Yeah, of fun where can too. people uh, follow more of what you're doing and, and check out? 
every, everything that you're offering. Yeah, if you listen to this and you enjoyed it, I would really appreciate if you reached out to me and tell me what you got out of it. I like having conversations with people that find value in me because I'm looking for, you know, to surround myself with more valuable people. And people that see value in me are valuable people to me. So if you're on Facebook and you listen to this and you enjoyed it, just give me a, a follow on Facebook that it's it's facebook.com forward slash the real Eric Rogers all in one word. You'll find me. And then um, pretty much I'm on TikTok, the real underscore Eric Rogers. Besides that, I'm pretty much banned off everything else. So <laughs> it means you're doing something right. Well, thank you, brother. This has been a great conversation. I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. So in early 2022, almost out of nowhere, I started experiencing massive changes in my body and mental health. My hair was thinning and falling out faster than ever before. I was experiencing mood fluctuations, I was putting on body fat, losing strength and muscle mass. I was even having a harder time remembering certain people's names and things that I knew I knew. My face looked older and I had more wrinkles and there was a noticeable decrease in my sex drive. And then one of the guests that I had on our podcast introduced me to a product called BioPro Plus that naturally boosts your IGF-1 and human growth hormone levels. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check out episode 265 on how to increase HGH, boost libido, and experience 68% better recovery with Dustin Baker. BioPro Plus contains a combination of powerful natural ingredients for boosting HGH, human growth hormone, and IGF-1, like elk antler, tribulus, and shilajit, all in their purest and most potent forms. What's interesting is elk antlers are the only mammalian appendage capable of continuous regeneration. These antlers grow an inch or more per day and have the fastest growth rate of any organ in the animal kingdom. I started taking one glass vial every morning and holding it under my tongue for 90 seconds before swallowing. And before I'd even finished my first kit, I was getting compliments on my skin and how I looked five to 10 years younger. You can even go back and look at some of my social media videos from earlier this year, and you'll see how big of a difference there is. Since then, my energy has increased. I feel more motivated. My libido and sex drive came back. I've been losing fat. I'm stronger and recovering faster from my workouts. And my hair is coming in thicker and it even stopped falling out. If my story resonates with you, I highly recommend you try BioPro Plus for yourself. When you feel it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And for a limited time, you can save $30 on your order by going to bioproteintech.com and entering discount code biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-R-O-T-E-I-N-T-E-C-H.com and discount code B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S.